welcome to Jays from Home. Uh, Matt Gower here, your regular co-host, hosting solo today because Steve uh, had a last-minute trip to Manitoulin Island. I guess that's where Steve goes usually whenever uh, I'm hosting uh, solo. Um, but uh, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at Jays from Home. Um, I'm sort of, I'm solo for now, but I'm actually I was lucky to be joined by uh, Brett Chancy from uh, Locked On uh, Astros podcast uh, to talk about uh, the Houston Astros, uh, who are one of the two teams in the World Series <laughs> this week. Uh, it's been a pretty fun series. We're only two games in. It's pretty been pretty fun so far. Um, yeah, uh, the the series is tied uh, one game uh, to one between the Phillies and Astros. Um, Game one, the Phillies played. It was an exciting game. They won six to five in ten innings, um, coming back from five nothing early on, and uh, it was pretty pretty fun to watch. Uh, game two, uh, the Astros won uh, five to three. Um, so that that uh, the, the Astros looked more like the Astros again. So that 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 was interesting. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but follow us on on Twitter at Jays from Home. Uh, I guess uh feels like it's going to be a pretty quick solo part today. I don't know. Um, sounds like things might be going a little uh, crazy upstairs with the kids, so we'll see what, how much talking about baseball I'll get in before I'm, I'm called upstairs. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so let's just talk about uh, the, the, my, my strikeout, no decision, and home run for the week. Um, my strikeout for this week um, is that uh, apparently uh, Major League Baseball has decided that they're going to black out uh, that blacking out games internationally isn't enough because they have canceled uh, the Korea series, uh, which is which was supposed to happen after the end of the World Series um, between I guess some like all stars against uh, some MLB all stars against some Korean League all stars. So that would have kind of uh, been fun to watch, uh, but uh, for whatever reason, I guess there's some disputes with the with the promoters or whatever. But that has been canceled. So. Uh, um, it's unfortunate because it's always nice to see baseball in different environments. Korea would have been a really fun and, and exciting environment to watch baseball in. So that's my strikeout for the week. Uh, my no decision is actually kind of looking forward uh, to the off season. Um, it's the important distinction between resign and resign uh, because you see this a lot on, on Twitter about uh, wondering about, about if a player is going to resign or if a manager is going to resign and people mix them up and it gets very confusing especially if a player resigns but you type in resign it's it gets very confusing so this just an important distinction to remember especially if you're tweeting about this um, make sure you, you you place that hyphen uh, properly when 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 appropriate um, and my home run is just the World Series is the best. It's great to be watching World Series baseball. Um, I will be very sad when it's over, obviously, but uh, experiencing these games is, is, is great. And um, it has been uh, a bit of a, an effort to experience these games. Uh, the kids have been, have been sick uh, this week, and so there's been lots of wake-ups. I've, I've had to watch parts of game I had to watch parts of game one in bed with 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 Leo uh, while he was while he was coughing and and, and, and falling asleep uh, but uh, yeah it's just fun to watch World Series baseball it's fun to, to watch the how, how every little moment matters and and watch the fans just the electricity of, of the of the fans uh, Philadelphia is gonna be gonna be crazy going into games three four and five so so it's, it's just fun to have World Series uh, baseball. 
All right, so let's get to the weekly poll. Um, my weekly poll was um, how many uh, games will the Phillies and Astros play in the World Series? Um, and then between four, five, six, and seven, most of the people think that this series is going to go five games. And so far, we're maybe on track to see that happen. Um, my thought is that it would either go four or seven games. Uh, and I think we're getting closer to, to seven games with, with with every day here because the Phillies definitely um, are competitive. We, we've seen that so far. And, yeah, just some, some, some Jay's notes here. Um, we have some more awards talk uh, this offseason. Um, we saw six Blue Jays uh, get nominated for the Silver Slugger Award. Uh, Bo Bichette, Vladdy, Alejandro Kirk, George Springer, Teoscar Hernandez, and Matt Chapman all got nominated for Silver Slugger. So that that is... Uh, that's good to hear. We, we and we saw that their offense was was powerful and 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 one of the best in the league. And this this just proves it just with so many players getting nominated for that award. Um, the MLBPA had a couple of uh, award uh, nominees announced uh, this week as well. Um, Alec Manoa was nominated for uh, MLBPA Pitcher of the Year, and uh, Buck Martinez was nominated for the Kurt Flood Award, and that is um, for. Uh, a former player who demonstrates the devotion to the Major League Baseball Players Association and advancement of players, right? So that's that's positive. Um, and also former Expo Steve Rogers was nominated for this uh, award too, so that's great. Um, we had some more kind of injury fallout come come about uh, uh, this this past week. Uh, George Springer he had surgery on his right elbow to remove a bone spur, so I think that was bothering him pretty much all year long. So that's good that his elbow will be will be clear um and then just in jay's prospect news zach Britton was named the arizona fall league uh hitter of the week so that's that's good to hear um let me just see if they list his stats here um he was he was he went nine for 13 with nine rbis in four games so that that earned him hitter of the week award in the arizona fall league all right, so that's that's pretty much it for Blue Jays news. Um, in other news, um, there's there's lots of lots of uh, management news going on this the, the past couple of weeks. Um, the big news is that David Stearns uh, st- uh, announced that he's stepping down as Brewers uh, president of baseball operations. So that that's pretty big. Uh, the rumor has been that the Mets have been targeting him to be their next their next president and i think he's grew up in 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 new york city as well um so a lot of people are going to be wondering that um the the mets are saying officially no that they're not looking for um actively looking for a president um and that they're not considering him but i think that is probably just them you know they're they're going to deny it no matter what i think that you know you know it's it's going to happen probably have to happen pretty quickly but uh, i think that uh, before the end of the offseason we could see david stearns as president of the mets um and speaking of of gms and managers um the yankees are expected to keep aaron boone and brian cashman a lot of people were a lot of yankees fans were calling for 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 their their firings uh, but it looks like they're going to stay put um it's important i think to keep a little bit of stability and and Brian Cashman, especially, he's been around the, the the Yankees since the since the '80s, I think, and and they've been successful under under him. Um, I think that uh, they're just a flawed team as far as how they're how they're built, but they can fix it. They can fix it with money. They can fix it with with uh, smart moves. Um, hopefully, they don't fix it immediately because we need the Blue Jays to 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 win the division. But uh, 
Yeah, I, it's 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 not surprising that Brian Cashman keeps his job. A little bit surprising about Aaron Boone, just because he looked like he was kind of, uh, kind of, I guess, just trying to keep his job the way he was talking after the end of the the the, the Yankees uh, season, the playoff series against against Houston. A little bit surprising, but uh, you know they did have a successful season, and it was injuries really that uh, caused them to to kind of lose so many games down the stretch. Um, more management news, more manager news. Uh, Marlins, they hired Skip Shoemaker as their next manager. So uh, he comes out of the Cardinals organization. So that's uh, one of the more, I guess he's more of a rookie kind of manager, kind of opposite of, of Don Mattingly. Um, and uh, it was announced out of St. Louis that uh, Jeff Albert, uh, their hitting coach, uh, their pitching coach, Mike Maddox, and their bullpen coach, Brian Eversgird, uh, they won't be returning, so I'm not sure why that is exactly. <clears throat> but uh, so yeah, there's some some openings in the uh, Cardinals uh, coaching staff if you if you want to apply. Uh, <laughs> um, and then finally, um, it was announced uh, this past week that there's going to be a new Willie Mays documentary premiering on uh, HBO in in on November 8th called uh, "Say Hey Willie Mays." So that will be uh, good to watch. He. Um, it's probably the greatest living player now. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be tuning into that. Um, always good to see some bonus baseball documentaries and footage in the off season. All right. Uh, normally we would be queuing the horns right now for sends from home. Uh, but I don't have that soundbite, so uh, you'll just have to play it in your mind. But, uh, yeah, talk, doing some sends news here really, really quickly. Um, the sends had a good good week. They uh, They won two out of three. Oh no, they lost two out of three. They did, their week wasn't so good. Never mind. <laughs> they 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 beat the Stars on Monday, four to two. Lost to the Wild, four to two on Thursday, and then on Saturday, the Panthers beat them five to three. But I think they had like something like, including the Stars game, four straight wins heading into that. Um, out of that Stars game, though, uh, it was announced uh, Josh Norris is out long term. I think something like four to six months, something like that, and then. Um, Artem Zub was also uh, uh, announced that he's out one to two weeks with an upper body injury. Um, and then I guess this coming week, the Senators are going to be in Tampa to face the Lightning. And then the Golden Knights um, are coming to town on Thursday. And the Senators will play the Flyers on Saturday. And hey, this will be a Hockey Night in Canada game at 7 p.m., um, which I will probably not watch if there's a World Series game happening. <laughs> Um, and then a quick tit- Titans check-in, an Ottawa Titans check-in. We've got some Titans news here. Uh, the Titans extended uh, two... Uh, well, they extended one player. Uh, let's see here. What's his name? Uh, Matt Valen. And they have signed uh, Jake Gitter for the upcoming uh, season. So there's there's some, some info for you there about the, the Titans. Um, okay, so yeah. And we'll take a quick break now, though, and we'll, we'll head to my talk with Brett Chancy of the Locked On Astros podcast and we'll talk some world series baseball all right we are here with brett chancy welcome back to the show brett yeah thank you so much thanks for having me you're welcome thanks for joining me and now a lot has changed since we last spoke i guess near the beginning of the year in april um, 
how did the Astros get to this point? Uh, <laughs> what what was their journey? Well, I think their journey has been they put together one of the most perfectly crafted starting rotations and bullpens that we've seen, I think, in, in baseball history or at, at least the last 20 or 30 years. Those pitchers performed way above where they were even expected to perform, or you legitimately have Framber Valdez could be considered a Cy Young if it wasn't for Justin Verlander. <laughs> and for the entire season, the team has just found ways to win where the offense had maybe been inconsistent. You still had um, Jordan Alvarez. You still had Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman. They all had great years at the plate. And and Jordan was, was, was he was hurt for most of the year. Like he, I think well, was he, it, was, was it wrist injury or something or? He was hurt, so he was – I thought he was steamrolling his way to an MVP because mm-hmm. he had played most of the season. And then he, he got he got hit on the hand two different games. And then the Astros are very – the Astros are very coy about injuries. They don't really let you in on what's going on. They use the word discomfort a lot. There's a lot of, <laughs> you know, we don't know if someone's hurt, if they're not hurt, how serious it is. And for about a month or so, he slumped. But what was weird was when he went into his slump, his parents had just gotten over here. And the Astros have a great group of attorneys that help the international players, especially the Cuban players, to get here. Because it is a legal gymnastics course to get here, right? So his parents got here. And I think maybe that played some into him being nervous playing in front of his parents. He had never seen him play professional baseball. And we forget that these guys are human. <laughs> maybe that played into it. But I think the injury was probably bothering him a lot more. Because when you're that big, when you create that much torque and that much power, and your hands aren't full strength, that can weaken some things. But you see right now the way he's hitting. Um, you know, when he hits a ball, he connects. Yeah, no, we, we saw something similar with uh, Lourdes Gurriel and his wrist. But he was, his power was totally, totally sapped. Um, now, what are your takeaways from uh, the first two games of this series? Well, you know, gosh, the Phillies came out and punched us in the mouth. You know? <laughs> how, how does Justin Verlander go from three perfect innings to giving up five runs and then the Astros not at least matching with two or three? Mm-hmm. If you would have told me that Kyle Tucker had two home runs, that Justin Verlander starts the game with a perfect game in the first three innings, but the Phillies win by one run, I feel like there's no way that happens. Because, you know, Kyle Tucker was an X factor that when we had Robert Flores on our show from MLB Network said he's going to be the X factor. Huh. And that game just, I mean, Philly, Philly's here. You know, when your opponent is there, it doesn't matter how many wins they have doesn't matter how many wins you have. They just went out and they played like they were supposed to win. They didn't play like the underdog, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you you got to tip your hat to Philly because the plan was steal game one, Zach Wheeler in game two, go back to Philadelphia up 2-0. Well, the Astros had something to say about that. <laughs> yeah, of, of course, of course. You can't take them for, grad- for granted. And I don't know if you saw this tweet going around, but uh, Foolish Baseball called the series. They said it was going to be a wise samurai with a katana versus a crazed lunatic with a machete. That's how he described the matchup. <laughs> I uh, like that, that. Yeah, yeah, because like the 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 Phillies, they 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 don't know really what. 
that they shouldn't be be playing this well, I guess you could say. Um, now, what what were your expectations going into this series? Well, I really thought that we would go up to nothing in the series. I just thought that a lot of people did. Yeah, because it's Minute Maid Park, Justin Verlander. I thought the days off, he would be fine. You know, everything would go, you know, as long as Justin Verlander gives you five, six solid innings, you get to their bullpen, then everything's good. And when you got to NOLA as early as you did, like that right there should have been the formula for success. But like I said, when you get to this point, the people on the other side of the field don't go, oh, you know what, we're supposed to lose to y'all. No, they're, they feel like they're just as entitled as you are, which they are because they've earned it. I mean, they mowed through a very powerful National League. You have three National League teams with 100-win seasons. And they played it in the, one of the hardest divisions in the league, too. So they're battle-tested. And, you know, I, I don't think enough can be said about Rob Thompson and what he's done this this is a this is a turnaround like I don't know that we see this very often where someone takes the helm and then it propels a team to a playoff and he gets a lot of the credit because they say the clubhouse culture changed and see that's where I think the Astros in a lot of aspects are better than most ball clubs because they have a clubhouse culture that's been created in a very strong foundation and it is very unshakable. And it looks like what the Phillies have built, like they're good this year and hopefully the Astros can beat them in the world series. But I think next year, the Phillies will be one of the favorites just because how can you not pick them to come back and try to make another run at this? And their, their, their offense is, is doing exactly what it was uh, designed to do. And, and that's hit home runs. And it's, it's, it's interesting because um, we have yet to see, um, a left-handed reliever come into the game for, for Houston. I think they only uh, rostered Will Smith, uh, right. but they don't really. I don't know that they 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 need one. Like, were were they only three pitchers in last uh, on in game two? Yeah, yeah, the, they, yeah, they they you know because the right-handed relief pitchers have such good reverse splits, and you know so Presley gives up a run last night. Um, I mean, gave up a run in game one. There was one run given up last night. That's five runs they've given up in nine playoff games as a relief pitch court. So right there, I mean, that's hard to beat. Yeah, for sure. And and yeah, that's one of their strengths. And and people are are are, are saying, you know, like the, the 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 playoff format is 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 broken or whatever. But I think that Houston is doing exactly what they're supposed to do. If you wanna if the, the playoff formula if to, to win is to have strong starting rotation, strong relief and players who can hit and that's what Houston doing and is doing. And that's what, what, what Philadelphia is doing as well. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think anybody, and I don't think it's necessarily teams. I think it's more fan bases making excuses. Um, if the format play, if the format changes for the playoffs, you have to adjust. You can't complain about it. You know, um, I thought it was re- I thought it was really bad. Look after the Astros won in Minute park and, the first thing you hear was from Aaron Boone complaining about the roof (laughs) and then two other players. And I'm like, hold on. This does not sound like, cause I get lectured on the daily from Yankees fans about 27 (laughs) rings. And, and I'm like, no guys, y'all aren't the standard. Like how Steinbrenner has not done good. How Steinbrenner is to the Yankees. What Jerry Jones is to the Dallas Cowboys. They, they, I mean, they were projected Matt to win 120 games mid season. 
I mean, this team completely failed at their task. And they really, like, I have a hard time believing Aaron Judge comes back. Like, why would they pay? Because paying players for them doesn't work. And the reason why I say all that stuff, not not to get off on a tangent, (laughs) but the Houston Astros and the Phillies, they weren't bothered by the playoff format, you know. Um, the Phillies could have said, well, you know, we had to play an extra week and, you know, we're more tired. So therefore, if they were down 0-2, they could make a seat. But they're not doing that. And the playoff format is what it is. And it's never going to be perfect and you're never going to please everybody. What I would like to see is I would like to see a realignment of all the leagues. I would love almost like a conference style, West Coast, East Coast, Central, and do seating almost like you do in the NBA. I think that would be fun. Yeah, no, that's great because like we 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 we've seen that uh, with 162 games over the regular season, we we know what what teams are, and in such a short uh, span, like in a month, like chaos can happen. Teams can 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 win when they're when they're not expected to. Um, speaking of of the season, um, did you did you learn anything about the Phillies in that last series of the of the regular season? Well, I mean, the Astros handled them pretty nicely. They won two games to three. The, the one of those was a hangover three. game, though I would say. <laughs> one of them, one of them was a hangover game. I mean, you know, yes. I mean, the Astros beat them in that ten to nothing game, but you know, and um, Aaron Nola handled the Astros really well. Uh, we neutralized Bryce Harper. Um, we've pretty much neutralized Bryce Harper right now. Like Bryce Harper has not been the threat that he was to the last two playoff series. Mm-hmm. And that's been a key. We're like, you've got to keep that guy off the boards because he's absolutely dangerous. And our pitchers have been going at him. I mean, they've been throwing him high heat. They've been challenging him at the plate. Um, Kyle Schwarber nearly changed the game last night with two swings. That's one right. went foul and one <laughs> one didn't go out. So I think it was like nearly nearly 700 and something feet of, of fly balls that he hit. <laughs> and it resulted in an out. Um, speaking of neutralizing, um, Jose Altuve had a pretty good game uh, yesterday. Um, do you think that uh, his performance is enough proof that he's figured it out, or do you expect him to to, to kind of go through his struggles a little bit still? I really think that coming into the series, he was like three for his last nine against the Yankees, and I think he was slowly coming out of it. But last night's game was a statement that Jose Altuve – you, if you look on paper, he's got the most hits in Major League Baseball since 2011. He is a professional hitter. He has had these struggles. And the law of averages is against the Phillies in this at um, he's not going to stay cold the entire postseason. And last night he proved it. I loved everybody's like, OK, Jose needs to stop attacking the first pitch. He needs to start seeing some pitches for Jeremy Pena. What did he do, though? He hit a double and then three doubles in a row the third one was nearly a home run and I, I think that's one of the first times that they've hit three doubles in the first five pitches of a playoff series I think back to back to back there's some kind of record there but we thought Bregman okay Bregman up you know you know he's up he's gonna hit another double it's gonna be four doubles but he set the tone and that is not a good sign for Philadelphia if Jose Altuve can figure it out and get this Philadelphia's warned us what have they warned us about? Their fans and the booing. When does Jose Altuve seem to shine the, the most when you boo him? So Philadelphia, hmm. bring all the boos you want. 
because Jose Altuve, it's like spinach for Pi-Pi. I think it's I think you're going to see Jose Altuve continue to hit well even in Philadelphia. That's that's going to be a fun atmosphere. Now, do you think that the that like his um, struggles were just that he was being too aggressive at the plate? Yeah, I think when it started, he was he was upset because he typically hits well against Seattle. And we have seen Jose Altuve two or three other times throughout his career where when he goes to a slump, he presses and he expands his zone. I mean, in that game three where we won eight, that 18 inning marathon, he had seven plate appearances, saw 25 pitches, 17 of them were outside of the zone. He swung at every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And he, he, I mean, he can expand the zone. Now, if, if he's going to reach for a ball that's barely off the plate, he's going to, he's going to, he's going to bloop it into right field. I mean, he's a master at that, but he just absolutely was beside himself. And I think when he gets in those situations, he presses too hard and it is something where he forgets who he is sometimes and he's got to somehow find a different headspace. And last night it looks like he found it. Yeah. Now we, we, we talked about going back to Philadelphia, which is going to be, it's going to be super fun to watch. Um, do you think that with now that the series is we're down to to a best of five now. Um, do you think that Philadelphia's pitching can make this a similar scenario to the 2019 World Series against the Nationals, where they have just lean really heavily on their on their on their aces and their and and and, and shorten the bullpen? You know, my question is is Noah Syndergaard that guy? I, I just I just don't think Noah Syndergaard is an X factor for the Phillies. Um, we've seen him before, and when Noah Syndergaard's good. When he's on, he's on, but he's not a pitcher that I that I look at in the box score and go, oh my gosh, we're facing this guy today. Or even all the talk about Ranger Suarez. I mean, when he faced the Astros in the radio season, he gave up three home runs and six runs in like three innings. So we know how to handle these pitchers, and this is where I think it clearly falls into the Astros' lap of advantage because we still have Lance McCullers Jr. Christian Javier, Luis Garcia, and Jose Arquiti, who has three World Series wins. We haven't even used him yet. Hmm. And those are just starters. And they're going to have to wait a few days to throw um, Aaron Nola again. They're going to have to wait a few days to throw Zach Wheeler. And they got to Aaron Nola. They got to Zach Wheeler. So now I think you show weakness across the board. Now it's I think there's more pressure on Philly. I think there's more pressure on the starters. And I think typically in baseball, when there's more pressure and you're not as battle-tested of a team, that the team that's a veteran, like you said, the the samurai, the, the uh, <laughs> you know, the train kind of like, you know, kind of like a karate kid whenever, you know, Johnny's all trying to go after him and he's all doing his Mr. Miyagi yeah, yeah. karate stuff and he's all calm and everything, right? Like that's kind of what the Astros are like. They're just they don't care what what's what's thrown at them. Um, but the series is anybody's series. I mean, the Astros still have to play. The Phillies aren't going to lay down, and they do a good job of respecting their opponent. Yeah, I think I think it's going to go at least at least six games for sure. Um, one X factor uh, for for in Phillies' favor maybe because. Um, uh, Houston plays kind of in a in a temperature controlled environment usually. How do you think they're going to handle the cold weather in Philadelphia? Um, they haven't. I mean, they've they played in New York late late in the years. I mean, when they played the Nationals, they won every game, 
in, in right. um, you know, they won every game at National Ballpark. So I don't think the weather is as much a factor as people make it out to be. Now, will they be able to take BP? Will they not be able to take BP because of rain? Um, there's that. You know, I mean, anything, any element could be a factor for the Astros. But what's great is they're both playing outdoors. <laughs> and I think. I think the weather, the wind, the humidity affects the ball the same way for both teams. I'm not worried because the Astros have depth both in starting and relief pitching. And I think if one guy's not up, it's always next man up. And they they can weather the storm, no pun intended. <laughs> um, now, over the, over the entire playoff run, who would you say has been Houston's MVP so far? Oh, man, MVP. You know, honestly, probably Jeremy Pena, um, even though he made that, I don't know what he was doing, throwing the ball to Jose Altuve with his back turned. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but I, I would say I would say Jeremy Pena, and I'd have to say Alex Bregman, too, mm. because Alex Bregman's glove, Alex Bregman's bat, it really has kind of gone under the radar. You know, Jeremy, Jeremy Pena got all the light, but then there's this guy – that we have pitching force that comes out to Johnny Cash and flashing lights and Ryan Presley. He has been an absolute elite uh, closer for us. And when the guy goes in, you know what he's going to give you. He's going to give you a shutdown inning. And even though there was one run that went across the board last night, um, he's been overlooked. I had to go with three guys. I think it's a three-way tie between Bregman, Pena, and Presley, because those three guys have really been stellar. And, you know, Bregman last year, he was playing with a broken hand That's right. that, nobody, that nobody knew about. And this year he's healthy. He's a father now. You know, he, mm-hmm. he he's embracing this whole dad power. But last night when he hit that home run, it was it was electric. We were, we were outside of the stadium um, at a little place called Kobo's Key. We were hanging out. And, um, I mean, we were going nuts. I mean, you would have thought we just won the World Series again. So, those three guys are my MVP. I can't I can't give it to just one because this team is so complete top to bottom. It's a team. <laughs> it's just a full team for sure. Um, now, just looking ahead to the offseason a little bit, um, the interesting thing to me is all this talk about uh, – well, there was a, a lot of talk about management. I think that they've pretty much established that um, uh, Dusty Baker is going to come back. But what about James Click? Do you think he's going to be uh, the GM uh, after the World Series? You know – I that is the biggest mystery to me right now. People, I'm not saying that I have sources or people in the clubhouse, but what I'm hearing, you know, when you when you put your ear to the ground and you listen to everything that's out there, the chatter is that Click and Crane don't get along, and I don't understand that. Look, I've never had to have a relationship within a company with a billion dollar owner, <laughs> so I don't know what that's like. I I'm sure there are definite you know nuances to that and. That's could be a minefield, but I think everything I've heard about Jim Crane as an owner and as an executive is really, really good. Now, I don't know what Click's doing or not doing. I mean, you, you've got a team that won. They almost broke their own record and wins. They're in the World Series, you know, like back to back years. But I keep hearing Sig. I can't remember his last name. The uh, the um, assistant GM from Baltimore. Sigmet Medal, I think. Or yeah, Sigmet yeah. Medal. Um, he is a guy that I think the Astros are eyeing. And then David Stearns randomly came into the picture because right. he stepped down. 
But if you go with David Stearns, I feel like you're taking a step down from Click. You're not upgrading. The only reason why you go away from Click is because you hire someone better. But like that is that is the million dollar question here in Houston. Like we don't know. There's some people like James Click is terrible. I'm like, how is he terrible? Like, like what is what is your metric for good and terrible as a GM? Because he's I mean, built a really good team. <laughs> I mean, we let we let Pete Patilla go. You know, he's with the Giants. Um, Ozzo Campo, our world famous international scout, who's now is he the is he the GM or assistant GM in um, with the Marlins? Yeah, um, assistant GM, I would say. Okay, assistant GM. But that guy found Framber or Kitty. Javier and Garcia. So he found all those guys. I, you know, to answer your question, I don't know. Like everybody's like, click, click needs to go. And I'm like, why? Click's done a great job. So if he leaves, it's a mystery of who they'll replace him with. There's, there's no clear. It's kind of like foggy right now. You know, you got to clear the fog. Yeah, no, that, that that would be. I I, I think it's, it would be just a, a clash in personalities is what it would come down to because he he's had success. Every, you know, he he can't he can't blame him for like losing the World Series against uh, Atlanta last year. It's it's not right. his fault. Um, what about what about Justin Verlander? Is he going to resign uh in in Houston? Or do you think or do you think he's an, an inevitable Yankee? <laughs> you know, I really don't think he. From what I understand, I don't think he likes it in New York. Oh, yeah? I don't I don't think he likes the environment. I don't I mean his his family's been treated really bad um from what I've heard and I think I think that he resigns here and it's funny after the Astros lost game 1 everybody's like don't resign Justin Verlander. Now, I've even said on the show like I don't know that I would give him 35 40 million dollars for 2 years, mm. but I would definitely try to resign him. And everybody's like no, he's terrible in the World Series. And I'm like but if he gets you there, like you can handle, you can work around a bad pitching performance, right? I think Justin Verlander and the Cranes are so close that I don't see any scenario where he goes anywhere else. Because unless he goes to a favorite next year for the World Series, he's not guaranteed to go back. And I mean, let's be honest, the Astros clearly have a club that could go back to the World Series next year. I mean, they're that good. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be losing any major pieces. And when we've lost our major pieces, like you guys got George Springer, you know, we got rid of Garrett Cole, you know, Keiko left before that. We just kept rolling through. So Justin Verlander, I think, comes back, but it's a mystery. Will the Astros pay him, and will he be asking as much as he did in the two years that he sat because he made $66 million for two years being on the shelf. That's true. Uh, now, I don't know if you heard about this story though, but he, apparently he was, if he wasn't going to sign in Houston, he was close to signing with the blue Jays. Yeah. You know, I had, I had heard that. And um, I, I thought, and this is no offense to blue Jays fans, but I was like, why would he like the blue Jays? That just seemed kind of out of left field. Right. But the offer they made um, or the offer that he was probably going to take and like what you guys have, I, th- I think I think you guys were a couple pitchers away. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. it just I mean, look, Robbie Ray letting letting him go was probably a good thing because Robbie Ray disappointed this year overall. <laughs> I mean, he did not have a bounce back Cy Young. He didn't have a good year after a Cy Young and the Astros completely owned him in the playoffs. 
And so I think it was good that you guys got him off your books because you would have been paying for someone who probably would have let you down. But, man, we were saying, leading up to the playoffs, like we don't want to face the Blue Jays. We don't want George Springer hitting Springer dingers in Minute Maid Park as a Blue Jay. <laughs> we don't want his comfort level here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because we know what he's like in the playoffs. And so um, I was kind of bummed because – I did want to see you guys in the ALCS, if, if I'm being totally honest. And and me, I was I was gonna I was almost gonna send you a message, I, but I didn't want to jinx it. And but by then it was it the game two happened and it it, it went it went horrible. <laughs> um, yeah, now, that was that was an odd change of events. That was weird. I was like, wow. Yeah, it was it was that was that that was a hard hard game to watch. Um, now I, I got a couple couple questions left for you. Now now this. In in my mind, I think the answer is yes. The 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 Astros have redeemed themselves, but you've got a better um kind of feeling of 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 the pulse of the fans because you you talk about the Astros every day. Uh, but have the Astros redeemed themselves five years after the the cheating scandal? See, I don't think we in Houston can answer that properly because every time we do, we're told, well, you know, we're biased. But I think they have now redemption in the eyes of the people who doubt you, I don't think they'll ever live down the 2017 scandal. I I think it will be something that always sticks with them. But I think more and more people will say, okay, guys, get over it. It's done with. This is a different team. Like this team's clearly not doing what they're, what they were doing five years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't think redemption in the type of environment we live in today in our society when people don't want to let go of something, they don't let go of something. And for Phillies fans to be like in the bold saying, we haven't had a chance to boo you. And we're going to, I'm like, okay, like guys, y'all realize it's been going on for two years. Y'all realize that we have gone into the most brutal environments and the, it has not affected the players like one, one bit. I mean, Lance McCullough's even tweeted out. They actually think we give a F on Twitter. Like, you know, so redemption in the eyes of us, we're good with them. We've never said it was okay they did it. We never condoned it. But we also are willing to forgive and forget. Let's move on. I think redemption depends on the people watching the game. and depends on if they're willing to forgive. Because mm-hmm. this team has nothing to do with that. And this team, what they're doing right now, is 100% legitimate. And any word other than that, is just a complete red herring at this point. Yeah, no, I I would agree with that. Um, one one last last question for you. Do you think that uh, Houstonians um, will be getting some free furniture? This uh, <laughs> that <laughs> I like I like our chances. You know, I've I've been real careful on the show. I've got several listeners who like if I predict something doesn't happen, they're like, oh, see, you predict, you jinx it, which. We all know that your your words, my words, broadcasters' words don't really mean anything. It's it's it, it's fun to banter about no hitters and stuff. But I picked the Astros in six. Um, I've got tickets to Game Six, but because I have tickets or don't have tickets or because I predict the games still have to be played, I honestly think the Astros take Game Three. I think the Phillies take Game Four. Then I think the Astros come back. And maybe maybe you flip that. Maybe it's Phillies then Astros. They come back. The Astros, I think, game six up three two. 
I just yeah. I think they get two of the three in Philadelphia. And if they do that, you take enough wind out of the sails where Philadelphia becomes even more vulnerable in a game six. So you're saying that Mattress Mac will win seventy five million dollars. Mattress Mac <laughs> will win seventy five million dollars. Well, he sold seventy five million dollars worth of furniture to cover that. So did he? Yes. So but this guy, like literally, he heard a story of a lady. Her sister has Down syndrome. She loves the Astros. They say the thing that like helps her cope with the day is when she watches the team or sees anything Astros, it calms her down. He heard her story on like Channel 2 or whatever. He got a hold of them, bought them tickets, like really expensive tickets, and brought them to the Astros World Series game one. And, I mean, he does this. He walks around the stadium, and he takes a picture with literally every person the guy can't walk two feet without taking like 10 pictures. Hmm. And he, he, like when you talk to him, he listens. He just has done so much for this Houston community. I mean, this guy's got a heart of gold and is an absolute champion for Houston. That's that's great to hear. Um, so, yeah, it'll be a fun uh, series to, to, to keep on watching. Um, tell everybody um, how, to, how to, if they want to get some more news about uh, the Astros, how to, how to follow you and listen to you. Yeah, so you can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You can find us at Stroh's 411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And the show at Locked on Astros on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. I mean, we're everywhere. And subscribe to our YouTube channel. We go live after every game. And the offseason will still be five days a week. We'll have a little offseason. We'll only go three days. But that's where you find us. Subscribe to our, our YouTube channel. Even if you're a Blue Jays fan, we welcome all fans. Um, we we interact with anybody who loves to talk about baseball in the offseason. We'll definitely have some fun conversations. We have some, it looks like we have a tentative interview with both Ryan Stanek at some point and Jeremy Pena coming up in the offseason as well. Nice. Looking forward to, to hearing all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, good luck in the, for the rest of the World Series, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Matt. Have a good day. You too. Okay, and we're back. That was a great talk. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I've had. I think I'm on to coffee number. No, it's, no, it's only coffee number two today. But I feel like I've got a lot of caffeine going uh, right now. Um, this whole weekend has been caffeine filled because there's definitely not been a lot of sleep. <laughs> but here's here's my my personal stuff uh, to talk about. Uh, my like I said before, uh, my strikeout this week is we're we're back in the thick of sickness. Uh, I think it's been two straight weeks now where the kids have been sick with something, so that. Uh, they were just getting over some sort of cold, and then another one just started up this past weekend. So it's it's a, it's a, it's a cycle. Hopefully, um, they'll both be better by by Halloween, um, and they'll be able to go trick or treating. I, I I think so. Judging by how they sound upstairs currently, uh, while I while I do this podcast, they they sound like they're they're running around and they've got lots of energy. So I think that uh, trick or treating will be in their future on on Monday. Um, my no, no decision. I don't really have one, but I I, I put in um, Christmas movies for my no decision this week because we're starting to see Christmas movies a- advertised, and we haven't even gotten past Halloween. I know that's 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 a pretty basic complaint. Everybody complains about that, and I guess I'm not really complaining too too much because I do enjoy Christmas movies, but maybe it's just I'm, I don't feel so, so totally into the Halloween spirit when I'm seeing Christmas movies advertised on TV. I, I want to see more spooky things. Uh, so yeah, that's my no decision for the week. Um, and my home run for this week is uh, meditation. Uh, I started 
meditating this past week using the uh, the Headspace app, and I think it's I think it's 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 working. It's making me feel more centered and calm, and it's good just to take ten minutes out of the out of the day every day just to even just I think even just breathing can be important. Um, so yeah, meditation is good. So 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 think about that for a little bit and meditate on that while 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 we 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 we, we quietly build into the uh the end theme music and then open your eyes and and you will be you'll be awake feeling refreshed ready to to uh jump into uh more world series games so uh yeah i'll be watching uh i guess we'll be watching some games in philadelphia this week um and it's it's been a fun world series so far and yeah like i said quick talk i think the 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 the, i'm needed upstairs the it's been a pretty crazy weekend being stuck inside with some sick kids so uh yeah enjoy enjoy your 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 halloween and uh hopefully uh we'll see lots of trick-or-treaters this year all right see you next week bye bye